0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Big MX Radio Podcast, brought to you by Racetech. Racetech gold valves provide plush feel with dramatically improved bottoming resistance and increased traction for you to drop your lap times at your local track. You can also save with Racetech by mentioning Big MX Radio over email or on the phone. Big MX Radio is also presented by LuxonMX. You can go to LuxonMX.com and enter discount code BIGMX to save 10% on LuxonMX. LuxonMX is not just another triple clamp company. They're passionate engineers devoted to product design that challenges the status quo. You're going to find what you need over at LuxonMX. I want to give a huge, huge shout out to Fox Racing Canada. Go to the website, find what you need, and then go to your local dealer and get yourself fitted and protected by Fox Racing Canada. Also on board with us is Guts Racing. Andy Gregg over at Guts Racing, amazing product, amazing guy. Seat bases, seat foam, seat covers, they got those guys do it all, and you're going to be happy with your purchase over at gutsracing.com. Also want to give a huge shout-out to John and Kristen Anderson over at WSA. W wheels, all things wheels. Whether they're building you a brand new set of wheels out of the best components known to man or taking your stock hubs and building you up something get you a little bit more longevity out of your current bike. Even for your vintage project, if you have a vintage product that you're currently working on that needs some brand new wheels, trust WUSA. They are the best in the business. Last but not least, Phoenix Handlebars. Jason Gerald over at Phoenix Handlebars offers 15% off every single purchase at phoenixhandlebars.com with discount code BIGMX15 at checkout. I really appreciate everybody taking the time to listen to the podcast. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the Big MX Radio Podcast, brought to you by Fox Racing Canada. We are also sponsored by Guts Racing. Guts Racing makes amazing seats, whether it's the seat bases, awesome lightweight foams, or those grippy seats that allow you to make a great connection with your motorcycle. We are also sponsored by WSA. W Wheels USA makes some of the toughest wheel sets in America. They want to build you a set of wheels. Maybe you can send them your stock hubs, build those up to breathe some extra life into your used bike. Or heck, maybe you have a vintage bike that you don't feel like is is, uh, worthy to hit the track. These modern day tracks are a little bit too tough on a vintage bike. That's totally fine. You can have a brand new set of vintage wheels built by W and they're going to take a licking and keep on ticking. I am your host, Brad Gebhardt. With us on the line from AMA Arena Cross, powered by Kicker Audio, none other than Robbie McQuarrie. Robbie, how's it going?
1: Oh, it's going good. Thanks for uh, having me
0: on here today. I appreciate it, dude. I absolutely had to have you on, and for those listening, this is going to be a little bit more of a, a common thing going forward. And this is all all my fault, Robbie uh arena cross for all intents and purposes had been a little bit off my radar over the last few years of course it kind of like went away after the supercross the road to supercross sort of uh i guess like they, they stopped sta- stopped paving that road for some reason but uh yeah arena cross had a, a, a huge gust of wind come into its sails this last weekend when supercross in oakland did not happen we got an opportunity basically for the entire motocross world to say what else is going on and i'll tell you what was going on it was arena cross in colorado it was an amazing event um i i i was absolutely blown away by just like the the injection of talent and like literally every single race is almost like an lcq and the crowdfunded stuff we're gonna get to talk about all that stuff but uh i appreciate you coming on the show today
1: I appreciate it. We, um, you know, we've been rolling this thing out over the last uh, year and just uh, this last weekend with Supercross canceling, it, it just fueled threw fuel on a fire that we've been, you know, simmering here for a while. And got to really kind of see what we're doing and the changes that we made and and really trying to bring arena cross back to its glory days. Um, it, which in my opinion were those early 2000 days and, uh, and then bringing in the fan interaction, which I think is the future
0: absolutely you just hit the nail on the head man like being from canada uh we didn't get a lot of supercross races to watch but what we did get to watch was a ton of arena crosses from all over uh the states in fact they would even come to canada here and there when they used to go to the sky dome or even bc place uh which is honestly a big venue for supercross let alone arena cross and um yeah guys like brad hag Seth guys like uh chad johnson and and isaiah johnson uh yuri dostal all like the denny stevenson who i'm gonna have on the show i'm doing a podcast with tomorrow night um it's like those were absolute characters there was crazy depth of field you had um and what the series did was it really created heroes among those athletes like you had the buddy Antones of the world who in my like in in my 10 year old world was like I was he was right on par with with Ricky Carmichael. It was just a different discipline. And that's one of the things that I think people need to drive home is that there's a motocross, there's supercross, and there's arena cross and it's a completely different ball of wax uh, when it comes to racing it.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I remember I raced in that era. You know, I was I was in those early 2000 years and I remember you had big supercross guys come over and race a few arena crosses here and there. And they wouldn't podium, you know, they wouldn't be in those top spots because, and it's not to say that give them two weeks and they'd be right there, but it, it was just jumping in and that change of discipline, it, it made it like evident that there is something different here. It's not strictly talent based, that there's, there is a different element to arena cross and a different mindset of the race craft and everything that it takes. And that's what I, I think a lot of people miss um, when they try to compare the two.
0: Absolutely. And now, before we sort of get into the intricacies of the the event and and sort of the things that you have implemented to to make arena cross what it is today, let's talk about this last weekend. Um, like at some point, you must have got someone must have gotten a direct message from some of these supercross guys uh, lo- looking to come to this race obviously great in close proximity to uh southern california where a lot of these guys call home i'm sure there's more than a few uh privateers that are based on the east coast that were like i wish i could be out there but i can't um but it looks like there was about 20-25 guys who who made the trek about six hours from socal to, to arizona to race um like what was the process like injecting those guys into the series getting them sort of acclimated as to what's expected and what the sort of the lay of the land of that particular event was going to be and then uh yeah once the uh once the gate dropped man uh the spark seriously flew uh, obviously there's there's one particular incident that we can't not talk about but everything else was also happening there was there was a ton of things going on yeah
1: it was it was awesome to see and the timing was also great because I mean, we didn't change anything about the program other than we added a couple grand to the, the overall winner of each main event. Um, And that was something that we, we met as a group. We're like, what can we do to, you know, help, help these guys have a place. And so we, we upped the purse a little bit, but all the other elements were already in place. It was, it, it was just cool to have it rolling and then this injection of talent into it and and the proof that the the program works you know like the the way we change the format everything really lends itself to great racing and fan engagement and it was so neat to hear some of the feedback even from the fans and the stands i had a guy i had a gentleman that was planning on racing hamster day He's like, yeah, I was gonna leave. A ha- I was gonna leave, you know, before the mains. And he's like, I just had to stay. And that's been kind of the constant all year. Is the retention of fans till the very end is higher than I've seen in our sport in years, um, which just more proves that we have a, a great program that keeps you engaged. It's quick. It's rapid fire racing with, um, you know, a lot of a lot of talent and. The format of having the two semis the two lcqs we only take one from each like everything is a last chance <laughs> and who doesn't love a last chance right so um it, it's been great and a couple of the supercross guys really understood what we were doing with the fan interaction. action they worked those systems and they worked um involving their fans and in the event and we saw that through the the numbers of uh, engagements throughout the, the weekend, really.
0: Yeah, no, it really seemed to like, like I said, a little bit of a wind wind in your sails in something that's already been gaining some momentum. Uh, you, you have injected a ton of different uh elements into each night of the series. I think I, I like the fact that there's no longer two classes, it's just one class because let's be honest, most guys were racing both. Um, and like it was on one bike anyway. Uh, I think a 250F is probably better suited for. Uh, arena cross period um like there's there there could be an argument that maybe uh 450s are even uh, too powerful for supercross but that's for a different uh, conversation um let's talk a little bit about uh, some of the things that you've done to sort of shape and mold what arena cross is today to to keep the fans more engaged to uh to just bring forward uh a more Uh, like a, a package and a program that uh, can be easily digested. People can understand it immediately. And uh, honestly, it really keeps the adrenaline up the entire time watching it because um, w- just watching it from this last weekend, and then actually I went back and watched a couple others because I went on the Ride TV app, which is absolutely unreal, by the way. Being able to like watch it on my phone live, like just on a friday night was ridiculous i, I you straight out, i don't think you can do that like i i i, I think there's a, a racing series that i'm aware of that uh does it quite like that and as as smooth as the ride TV app did for me um talk a little bit about some of those things that you've done to sort of uh, optimize the program
1: yeah well i mean it all goes back to like the root of what we're trying to do here um seeing coming into it talking about like those early days of arena cross and how great it was we were like what can we do to better the experience for the rider better the experience for the fan and build the community of and so everything every decision we're making is kind of in that mindset so it started out with you know arena cross in, in the past few years they've combined the amateur racing with the pros which has been, in my opinion, just a disservice to the pro riding and the fans that want to see these talented guys on tracks that, you know, test their limits and test their capabilities. Right. So that w- that was one change we made right away. Going back to a pro only day, yeah, we have a couple of support classes that uh, we run just to expose the fans to the amateur side, but it's really catered, that Friday event is catered to the pros. And moving it to Friday, I had a lot of pushback from other promoters and 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 people really questioning that decision. At, but there, it was only from the standpoint of selling tickets to the local audience. And what we're trying to do here is build a nation, a national following, and, and you know, hopefully, a worldwide following of the sport, and not only think of it as a local event that we're you know selling tickets to. And these past two weekends, I mean, Colorado was pretty much to capacity. Uh, uh, Prescott, Arizona was sold out. So the decision to move to Friday obviously didn't hurt the local ticket sales anyway. Um, and then the race format, you know, I wanted to make the racing one challenge that Arena cross has had in the past, in my opinion, the number of riders out there at a time it works for a period of time but then when they start getting the lappers it really takes away from the racing and so implementing um only 12 riders going to that the a main and putting in a b main for those next 12 riders um it's just it's made the racing throughout the entire night better so we have a smaller starting gate they they're the battles are are throughout the entire race, not just until they hit rappers, and then going to the inverted. Uh, so the second main event that we have, the the start order is inverted. So you're constantly getting the fast guys from the first main on the back row, having to come through the pack and who doesn't want to see that. And I've had, I've had some pushback from some riders that don't like that. They, they think it should be on an occasion, but to me um, having it to where the points, the payout is individual to each main event and not in any way combined. It it is what it is. It, it's a it's you're you're taking the top six and moving them to the back row. It's not like you're just taking one or two. There's no individual disadvantage. It's the entire field has the same is, is on a level playing field with with there not being any type of uh, combining of the two main events. So. It's worked out to some amazing racing all year long, and uh, hopefully the fans are enjoying it, and uh, they seem to be, because the feedback's been very positive.
0: Yeah, and that's actually, uh, it, it's an idea that <clears throat> sort of was um, tried a little bit, or at least a different, a slightly different way in the old old school uh, Mickey Thompson series, where um, <clears throat> I can't remember if it was the leader or the fastest in qualifying would ended up having to start at the at the at the back and actually would get passing points for moving forward. Um, so you actually might make as uh, more points and money uh, by coming from the back than uh, by just like uh, staying up front and, and leading it. Um, there's a ton of great things that you guys are doing. I really like some of the different changes that you've made and some of the ways that you've sort of uh, allowed fans to sort of start to really uh, sort of impact some of these racers' uh, weekends with the 1v1 and stuff like that. Um, But on top of that, like, the racing action is is tooth and nail every single time especially because a lot of these races it's only the top two that are advancing to the main event so um if you're in that two three spot like it's just it's it's war and uh as well as sometimes when you're getting lapped uh it might still be war and uh we we saw that proven this last weekend with uh with jared uh, stanky deciding to um exact his revenge on uh, on Kate, Kate Clayson, I'm just gonna like, give give my thoughts on this before you chime in on this. Is that like when it came to Stank Dog, as far as like executing that? Obviously, super against the rules, not okay, deserve to DQ immediately. Um, you can't hit somebody after you've been lapped, um, and. Honestly, I was a bit surprised that get, that Jared would decide to do it that way because he had two other option, two other opportunities to make it into the main event, and then he could square up with uh, with Cade uh, if he was if he was still mad at. it. And then there's like, like I think cooler heads would have prevailed if he would have just like oh, I'll go to the semi, make it in, and then maybe I'll block past Cade later. Um, like I think everyone would have would have rather to handle that whole thing differently. But uh, w- w- what did you see?
1: Well, um I saw I, I was actually out on the floor on the track uh during that event and the first turn incident looked like a first turn incident. I didn't really think there was anything aggressive or out of nature from what I saw, and then I saw the video afterwards and kinda confirmed what I thought I saw live, you know, on the floor. The takeout after, I mean as far as takeouts go that was i mean just textbook i mean the 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 denny and uh jeff willow and all the guys that were known for being aggressive back in the day would be proud of that takeout. but i didn't think it was right obviously um you know fortunately for me as in the promoter position I don't have to make those tough calls is what the disciplinary action needs to be. Like that's all left up to the AMA. And, uh, we are happy to have the AMA involved And you know, it's, it's a big part of our, our series. So whatever they, um, whatever they decided, we, you know, we, we support and agree with, but, um, you know, yeah, personally, if it was me, I would have waited, uh, until later in the event to, uh, to kind of take out my revenge. But, uh, Stink Dog did what he did and, um, you know, hats off for the, the move itself, but not necessarily, uh, how it happened or, or you know, the right decision by any means. I mean, it was definitely, and I don't think Cade expected it in any way. I thought he left himself completely open, um, You know, would he have cut down early, you know, protected himself if he had any inkling of an idea that that was going to happen to him? For sure. I mean, Cade's an awesome rider. I I never knew Cade uh, before this weekend. I mean, that guy is a really solid stand up guy. I mean, he was happy the whole time. I think I mean, uh, I really uh, that that was a great experience getting to uh, know him and, and see his talent and see his personality. I hope he does a lot more of these events and uh you know we would definitely welcome him as a rider so
0: for sure and uh, like yeah like if 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 Stank Dog pulls that move and I'm not being lapped but just he just cleans out Cade uh in that fashion in the main event I think the like Maybe he still gets uh, a little bit of supplementary discipline, but I, I don't think it's nearly as bad. I think it was the, the fact that he was being lapped at the time, and I think that contributes to why Cade had no uh, no inkling that he was about to be sent flying. Um, or like I don't have a lot of experience lapping people, but when I have lapped them, I uh, I don't immediately expect them to uh, to take me out in the in the following corner, but. Um, that obviously uh, that was a, if if Supercross being uh, postponed put a little bit of uh, uh, wind in your sails that particular scenario or that that, uh, that event uh, definitely added to some of the uh, the attention um, and, and as they say there is no bad press uh, and maybe there's going to be a few more people in the stands at uh, Guffley, Oklahoma this weekend when the series rolls in there for uh, for round 5 because uh, I think that's what people are coming to expect now with Arena Cross
1: yeah i mean you get that in arena crush just by the nature of the sport i mean it's it's always been aggressive it's always been you know hockey like in in the sense of you know you you've got to rub the race and and make some make some aggressive passes just because of the nature of the tracks and the elements that you're dealing with but um you know there's definitely a a, a time and a place to, to do that and um for sure, you know and, and being lapsed scenario is not the time or the place but um, you could you definitely get you know high high intensity, high uh, drama racing in arena cross and that's what really providing that element back to the fans I think was I think part of that is what was lost in um, kind of the older format of, of, of having it on amateur tracks, you know, uh, versus you know these more technical tracks that allow allow some of that aggressive racing and, and really the talent to shine through.
0: So your experience as a racer, uh, first of all, I, I, at some point I need your best Denny Stevenson story, uh, and then I can bring it up tomorrow evening. Um, but uh, like just from a from a track building standpoint, uh, of course, you've seen every single rendition and combination of jumps, whoops, uh, catapult, and start that is imaginable for arena cross. Um, like, how much of of your experience can you draw upon to basically inject some of that? Like, cause you like you said, you raced during that heyday. Uh, you were there. Uh, you can like more accurately replicate that than maybe anybody else. Uh, what are some of the things that you're able to sort of inject into the series that you, that you're really proud of?
1: I I think I think it's just the approach that we take that's that's really different. Like being, you know. <laughs> when we started out in this endeavor, like I realized, okay, I raced it as a competitor. Um, I was part of a race team after I stopped racing for a year. Uh, Kevin Johnson was, was our riders team faith racing. Um, you know, KJ was a rider. one main event, He had, you know, I think finished top three in the series that year. So I've kind of seen it from a management Side as well. So I can understand the race team mentality as well. And then now like having a son that can, you know, that races it, I can see it from the, the, the amateur father figure side of in understanding what the parents go through to get there. So I think really it's just the approach and the mindset of understanding each piece of, of, of what it is we're doing here. And, you know, we're not, like I think everybody involved, like our, I have, I, I really think we're forming the best team, and and letting the people do what they do. Uh, Vernon McKitty builds the tracks. Vernon was a Supercross racer. He's been building tracks for twenty years, so he understands the track building and the design and how it plays into the racing throughout the night. And you know, as a former rider, like really evaluating what we can do to. And make the most safe event for the riders. I mean, it's a dangerous sport that we're in. Obviously, everybody knows that. And just, but just taking those extra steps to just help, like this past weekend in Prescott, you know, behind those banners, we had we had padding that was used for the football, the indoor football league, around the entire arena. Just little steps like that that. Um, you know, I think makes a difference. I think those are some of the things that are lacking when you don't have the experiences that we've had um, as individuals that are in key roles in this, in what we're doing now. So, you know, and then, I mean, all the way through the board, I mean, our, our media team, I mean, I I think is second to none. I mean, they're just, the content that they're creating is because they know, where to get the shots and they, they, you know, you kind of see things before they happen because you've seen it for so long. And so kind of putting those right people in the right places and then letting them do what they're really good at, um, with free reign. Uh, you know, one of the guys that's with us he used to work for fell, you know, he's kind of like not used to just, you know, us saying, do your thing versus having this like set list that this is what you need to, you know, focus on or capture, and and they know what to capture. They, this is what they do. And so we've just kind of put the right people in place and let them do what they're really good at. And, um, and then the experience of being in every single role of this thing at some capacity along the way over the past, you know, 25 plus years, that's. That's what you're seeing. That's the product that we're putting out.
0: So, Well, that's awesome, dude. I, I really feel like you guys are making a lot of momentum on this and, and, and carving out your, your own little place uh, within the, the motocross, supercross media sphere. I, th- I think there's there's room for the sport. I think it's going to be welcomed. And one of the things that you guys are doing maybe better than anybody else is – Um, interacting with the fans, and and, like things like the 1v1 is is where you can actually have fans um, voting and supercharging their vote to basically, like, this is what we want to see. This is the the, the matchup that we want to see these two guys go toe-to-toe. And we saw that this weekend when we had brothers for the first time going, like, like battling tooth and nail and honestly they both ended up winning because i'm pretty sure they ended up driving away in the same sprinter van and uh yeah good on those guys to uh, for for going ahead and doing that and not only does that help riders like it, it actually kind of does two things it helps the the fans interact with the series and the riders um but it also gives it incentivizes the riders to go out like go out there and and get like drum up some uh, some business for themselves. Basically, like, go to bat for themselves and say, hey, I'm doing this. If you guys support me, uh, or if you guys uh, vote for me, I have the opportunity to make some extra money here. Um, and, and, like, it draws more attention to the series, more attention to the racing, and uh, and the, ra- the racers benefit, and so do the fans. Absolutely. I mean, that was a key. Um,
1: you know, looking at kind of being away from the sport for 10 years, coming back into it and seeing kind of where it was versus where it had been. And then trying to understand why, you know, when I was racing arena cross, the points fund was $300,000. I mean, a hundred thousand dollars went to the winner. And if you swept the weekend, you were making 10 grand just on purse money. And then seeing where it was today, um, I mean, I was just blown away. It was actually my wife that pointed it out. It was, you know, we were on our way home from a race and she was like, this is what they're racing for. And she was like, you need to do something. And so over thinking about that for a year and kind of like dissecting why, and and this is what we came back with was, okay, obviously there's been money that's left the sport um, for one reason or another. And where has it gone and how can we bring it back? And that's where we've come up with the the whole platform of trying to get the fan, you know, more of a crowdsource, crowdfunding, um, and getting the fan to engage with the writers and and hopefully bring back the funds in that way for, for the writers' benefit and for the fans' benefit of having that connection. I mean, I think, look, we're a community of people that enjoy racing that enjoy bikes that enjoy motorsports, and building that community and the connection between the fan and the rider is is what's going to ultimately build and grow this this thing to to what it's going to be and seeing so creating opportunities for those things to happen throughout the night is why we you know took on the task of promoting the events and the riders that really understand stand it, um, they get it and they work it. And that was evident this past weekend with the 1v1. Um, you know, we explained the concept at riders meeting. The Wageman brothers were out there like pushing it all day long. And it was interesting to see the back end of it. The next two riders actually generated more money. So the way the system works you, you go to the website, you click on 1v1, and you pick your matchup. You get one free vote for your when you enter your email address. And then after that, you can buy votes. We call it supercharged. And it was interesting to see that the Wagerman Brothers had more individual, unique, free votes from email addresses than actually bought votes. The, the next two riders had a greater number of supercharged votes, which means they had, they added more money to the pot, but um, they didn't actually get the numbers of votes. And so seeing that, that play out was interesting. And then, I mean, obviously Wagerman brothers walked away with the pot was um, after credit card fees was around, it was close to $5,000, like $4,500. And um, you know, they walked away with that money. And, and then this weekend we're really starting to push our motivate so you can go online, go to the, uh, on, on the website, the racers go to their profile and there's a spot there where you can, it says sponsor and it says motivate. So if you choose a sponsor, you can just put in your credit card information, put a dollar figure and that money goes directly to the writer. Um, the motivate is a way that you can actually engage with the writer and, and kind of their ability and set goals for them. So, You can choose your rider, choose your event, choose your main event, and then put a, we call it motivation. So the motivation would be make the main event top 10, top five, top three, or a win, and then you can put a dollar amount there. If the rider achieves that goal, they get the money. If not, it goes back into your Arena Cross account and you can use it the next weekend or you can use it on a 1v1 or you can buy merchandise with it or you can just directly donate it to the rider. So, um, and again, it's just about different ways for the fans and the riders to, to have a connection point and, and you know, the riders that really understand that and, and push that, I think are going to greatly benefit and the rider, the fans are going to have a way to, to feel engaged and feel again, further part of this community that we're all, you know, in.
0: For every time that there's been someone in the stands, like, I wish there was a way that we could, like, give back to one of these privateers or something along these lines. Like, that's exactly what you're talking about with the Motivate, and that's something that's getting brought brought up for this weekend, I believe. Um in, in Guthrie, Oklahoma, which, uh, like for you guys, it's, it's a bit of a, uh, quote unquote residency. You guys are there two weekends in a row. Uh, January, uh, 20th tickets, 20 bucks. Uh, VIP is 40, I believe. Uh, show starts at, uh, at, at six o'clock uh, or it says show starts at seven thirty. G- gate opens and the pit party opens at, se- at six o'clock. But, um, like it, this is a great opportunity for people to be able to sort of give back to the sport if they like they're they're struggling for an idea of like just sort of like how how can I make a difference in one of these kids' lives because uh, like there's a lot of young guys that are racing arena cross that are going from race to race um, they, yeah they might need a little bit of extra motivation and uh, yeah whether it's uh, twenty bucks or fifty bucks or a hundred dollars like it, it all helps um, expenses are expenses and and traveling the the country is not cheap whatsoever uh, although these guys are going to uh, save a little bit of on gas money uh, staying in Guthrie, Oklahoma for two weekends in a row. Absolutely. And what's really neat, like where I ultimately want, I I hope the riders
1: and the community understand what we're doing. So, you know, as we talked um, before, you and I talked about this, you know, before about how, you know, some of the greatest racing was uh, in arena crosses when you had those former Supercross guys um, and finish out their careers. And I know you're gonna have Denny on this week or next, and you know, it's Denny's one of those guys, like Denny was a supercross champion that finished out his career in arena cross. And you think about that in today's terms. So you take a rider that's at the end of their career in supercross, but they've amassed this, you know, huge fan base. We've created a way that you can, that, that rider can come over to arena cross, finish out their career and monetize that fan base for the next, however long they choose. Like it's, that's the whole idea behind it. And that, that was where we go, okay, how do we make this thing like it once was where these we're attracting these guys. And, and what's awesome about it for the sport is you're getting to see the guys continue to race at, at in their, you know, at the top of what they do and you're also getting introduced to new riders that are getting the experience from these older guys, Um, that's ultimately what I hope uh, comes out of all this, is that that motivation feature, and and we're rolling out other things over the next two years. Um, There was just so much we could do this first year, and these were some of the key features. So really proving that concept and then getting it to those other riders that are going, okay, what do I do um, I'm, I've kind of run the course with super Ross. Well, come, come to arena cross capture that, you know, take what you've built and, uh, and race some more years. Cause I mean, racers love to race and, uh, this is the opportunity for it.
0: Hundred percent, and like I, I think of a guy like a uh, Joey Savacchi, who uh, had a lot of success in the 250 class, uh, and of course he's still trying to make a go of it uh, in the 450 class and doing quite well. And in fact, I think he was uh, in, in just inside, if not just outside, the top ten at Anaheim one. Uh, but let's say in the next two three years, uh, he doesn't come to the same amount of support that he's getting now. Like uh, he's obviously not he's not on factory equipment now. Um, see that trend is can is to continue like he could like work out another like denny had an extra six years of his career racing dirt bikes for a living um versus uh having to to kind of like move away from the sport altogether and i think that can sort of like uh, almost have like a new lease on life for uh for a racer's career or maybe uh, uh like you as well as i know the list of guys who uh like tried their hand at Supercross. Were a highly touted amateur. Guys like uh, uh, Jordan Bailey, guys like uh, uh, Jared Fry, all these guys who like Sean Cantrell, who are essentially out of the sport altogether because basically the only option to like to race indoors uh, was Supercross and Supercross only. Um, maybe those guys could continue, like maybe like go to Arena Cross for a bit uh reestablish themselves and then come back to uh, supercross or make super make arena cross their uh their their bread and butter because like, like honestly I, I see guys like uh uh Jordan Bailey who um I'm sure he's still very passionate about the sport that he loves so much and competed at, at a high level. And like he's gone from basically two years ago he was lining up for Supercross races and uh and I doubt if he even lines up for a local outdoor race now. Oh yeah, I mean
1: think about like the Hill brothers. I mean
0: yeah. they have a huge following and they're super talented.
1: And and Arena Cross would be a great place to bring that fan base and, and tap into it. And then, you know, I mean I think of guys like Brock Tickle. I mean, that guy's gotta still want to race, you know. I mean, he's I, I know he's testing and training riders and, and things like that. And I don't know I don't know any of those guys that I just mentioned personally, so um I don't know what they're doing. But, you know, I just think of those talent that um really you you take away the supercross option what do you have and so creating a platform and creating an event and a space that um and really honestly you look at the guys that came over from supercross and just how much fun i mean even like Cade was i saw a podcast that he was interviewed on and he was just talking about how much fun he had and even though yeah he got taken out he got he crashed he got stuck on the bike like things happened but it was still a fun experience and that's really arena cross has always been that um i think you can talk more with denny about that like it was always there. there's some sort of pressure and and intensity with supercross and that almost doesn't even seem fun <laughs> to, to the riders and, and arena cross has always been like a fun experience for um these guys so that's what we're trying to you know, create and and build and um, everybody on the team just gets that, understands it and um, you know, feeds into that. So hopefully uh, the writers will kind of grab hold of what we're doing and, and, and get involved. 100%.
0: Hundred percent, and I hope that people go to arenacrossusa.com, uh, peruse the schedule, and find the one closest to them. Maybe they live close to Guthrie, maybe they're uh, close to Reno or or Denver, uh, which are some races coming up. Um, but uh, h- how can people also watch this uh, in the comfort of their own homes? Like I really enjoyed the broadcast. I went back and watched a couple of the uh, the earlier uh, season rounds as well um like how could people watch and and uh, take in the docile tones of uh, buddy Antonez and uh and who, whoever you have matched up with him which this last weekend was none other than grant langston
1: yeah so um we're live on mav tv so we're live um, whatever local time where, where the event is at 7:30 uh whatever time zone you're in that's that's our time every friday on mav tv and then we're, it's also streaming on Ride TV, uh, anywhere that you have internet connection. So uh, those are the ways to, to, to watch. And you, the, the great thing is is you can engage from home. You can vote from home through through the website. There is an app coming out. Um, it's my understanding we're, we're held up with Apple to release it right now. Um, as soon as that gets released, we'll make announcements. But uh, you can still do it through the website. Uh, you can vote for those riders. You can uh, motivate. You can sponsor riders directly uh, through the site. And then, uh, yeah, you get to hear. So Buddy Anthony is on board all year. We also have Grant Langston. Um, he's done the first few. He's going to be doing um, more throughout the year. Uh, David Pingree will be joining Budman um, opposite of uh, Grant Langston when he's unable. So both all three of those riders are amazing. We kind of made that strategic decision. Um, you know, there's been there's been comments about, oh, you don't have a color guy, you know, and I, it's arena cross. Like we're on Mav TV, you're on Ride TV. Like we have a motorsports following. Like you are a gearhead if you um, are in those on on those channels and on those platforms. And so why not feed into that? And and that that was kind of the choice of, of bringing in the two riders. And if you, I, I personally really enjoy it. I enjoy Budman's take as a riding coach and like the technique side. And, and Grant, you know, understanding the race craft and what's happening out there from a rider's point of view. I appreciate it. I, I know we've got a ton of positive feedback that appreciate it. I, you know, there are some people uh, that are, I think are kind of looking for that that color announcer. But, I mean, I wanted it, to be two racers talking about racing cuz that's that's what you're watching
0: absolutely like like how cool would it be to be sitting in your living room uh, and on the adjacent couch is, is two guys who Grant Langston is a world champion, outdoor national champion, supercross champion, and a 450 motocross national champion. The only, the only race that he didn't win uh, in his whole career was a, two, uh, a 450 supercross. Um, and then you have Buddy Antonez, who is the GOAT of arena cross uh and i don't think that's up for dispute at least not with me um and a guy who uh, has been basically entrenched in uh the motocross world since the early 80s of course he was an amateur phenom and uh suzuki basically still makes the bike that he developed back in the 80s um but uh like to have those guys sitting on the couch, just sort of like breaking things down. And if you listen close, if, for those who are, are who watch, if you listen close to Denny uh, or Buddy Antonez, um that gives you a little bit of a peek into him as a riding coach. Because there's been there's times when he is literally dissecting a, a rider's technique and some of the flaws in their technique. Um, and, and and you can literally see uh, th- those riders sort of like uh, um, like. You start to come to a better understanding of why things are the way they are, uh, based on some of the things that he says um, when he's sort of just breaking down how guys are and like. And honestly, they've only been working together what four rounds so far. Um, so like that that chemistry will get better. But uh, honestly, I couldn't think of a better two guys to have uh, just sort of chit chatting and, and and chopping it up while they watch the races.
1: Oh, absolutely. I like I said, it's it's been it's been exactly what I would hope for, for our broadcast. And, uh, I, I just hope to, to bring in more elements like that. I know we're, we're making some adjustments in the studio to help, you know, just the fan uh, interaction there as well. So we're, we're going to continue to improve, but I'm, I'm super proud of of what everybody involved in Arena Cross has done. And, um, like I said, I just can't speak highly enough about the people that, that we have and, and the amount of talent that's behind this thing and and really just the reasons. I mean, everybody involved is just passionate about making something great for this community.
0: Yeah. You just hit the nail on the head, man. If you're not already following Arena Cross USA on social media. Go ahead and do that. You need to. It's uh, it's must see television, uh, or it's must it's must attend events. If you're close to Guthrie, Oklahoma, they're there for the next two weekends in a row. Uh, the Lazy E Arena is going to be absolutely rocking. Then they head off to uh, to to Reno uh yeah Reno Nevada Denver Colorado um yeah there's, there you you there's more than a few events still left, left to go and it all uh wraps up in Lexington Kentucky March 31st um like Robbie this has been so much fun to sort of catch up with you a little bit and, and and talk about the series that uh like honestly I have to thank you for breathing some life into it because as someone who grew up loving arena cross and uh and, and just being entertained by everything that was going on with it um it's on its way back to where it was.
1: I hope so. That's uh that's the goal and uh you know we're just I, I'm I'm very thrilled with with what we've created and um what, you know and what we continue to roll out, I think it's we're only going to improve. And I hope, I really hope the manufacturers get behind this like they once were. I mean, back in my day, we had factory Yamaha, we had factory Suzuki, factory Honda, factory Kawasaki. I mean, all the majors were there with teams, and um, it's needed. And I think um, the the exposure we can provide um, for those teams, I think is you know on par with any other thing you know motorsport out there i mean the content that we're creating and the experience it's um, you know we're there i think um i hope everybody gets behind it and, and gets gets some of these riders that uh you know we've mentioned you know an opportunity to partake in that
0: you you hit the nail on the head my friend now before i let you go I need your best Denny Stevenson story, whether it was like a secondhand story or something, or he, did he take you out in a corner or something like that? I, I need your your uh, your Denny Stevenson story.
1: Man, the only one that comes to mind. I remember it was one of my first couple of uh, races. I think I started that in '99, if I recall, um, and I remember walking and being on track walk, and I was like, "Oh, Denny." you know, I, I have your autograph from when I was like eight years old. And, uh, I remember it cause it was at one of the Supercrosses, and he had drawn on it, like sound waves and like a jump and, and, you know, kind of doodled on this thing and then, and then signed it and gave it to me. And, uh, that's why it stood out. And I just remember him looking at me and going, you just made me feel so old. <laughs> so it was, uh, I don't know if he remembers. He probably doesn't, but, uh, that, that happened. And then, uh, I remember Budman. Um, so I, I was a pretty good starter. Um, I had a lot of hole shots, and I would find my way back to back. But um, I remember, you know, hole shotting, and Budman, he would give me about two turns to get out of his way, and then he would <laughs> force me out of his way. And I remember him giving a couple of revs and a couple of corners, and I was still trying to hold my line. And to this day, I still respect this move. There was, it was, this, it was a track where you would have, a, you know, the start on one side, a sweeper, and you go into the loops. And there was like this little bitty rut right in the first turn, maybe three or four inches. And I'm in that rut, and I'm like, you know, you can't go any faster outside of this rut. This rut was the only line in this first turn. And Budman gets behind me, somehow puts his front tire right next to my back just gives me a little just turns the bars enough to, to fit me off into the tough blocks i mean how you could calculate taking somebody off the track in that particular part of the track like he didn't even wait for the loops he would pass me the loops, no problem and uh, just i remember going off the track and just going how did that even ha- – just the respect of, of that move really stood out. and So that's a little bit of a Budman extra there for you. So talented – There guys. you go. Both of those guys are just super talented. And, um, you know, I know Demi's a big advocate for what we're doing here. He gets it. He understands it and sees the need for it. And I'm just grateful for those guys that um, that really, you know, understand what we're what we're doing here.
0: If there was ever an opportunity to uh, to get Denny and Budman in the studio together, like if if uh, if Grant can't make it and uh, and uh, Pingery's busy, like I, I will pay for Denny's flight to get to make that happen because that would be television gold. That might break the internet.
1: Oh, for sure. I I, I would love to get that set up. In fact, um, I know Denny. I we've been texting over this past week, and he. He's going to try to make it down to one of the gut threes uh, over the next two weeks. And I'd already oh, talked nice. to the production team about, yeah, about making sure we get, if he is able to make it down here, um, make sure him and Budman can communicate with studio. And um, so we, hopefully we can get a taste of, you know, what that might sound like if, uh, if we can line that up someday. Cause uh, I agree. Those two, um, they were great racers. They were great friends and um, you know, just, that's the, that's the whole spirit. Like those days of what that was and, and the travel and the, I'm sure he's going to have tons of stories for you, but just the, com- the camaraderie of, of what the arena cross family was in those days, I think um, is definitely lacking. And I hope we can, uh, we can bring that back as much as we are um, the great racing and the other elements. I mean um, it's needed. I mean, we should, we should all have fun riding our dirt bikes and, to write them and, and make a living is, you know, just the top of, of what we do, and um, that's that's hopefully we can recreate all of it for them.
0: I think you guys are definitely going to be able to uh, to to do exactly that um robbie mccrory here on the big mx radio podcast um this has been so much fun i'm I'm so glad to see that ama has re-upped the agreement that you have with you guys to continue to uh like basically give the the sanction to the series and uh you guys will continue to grow it um people go to social media and uh, every like whether it's instagram twitter you name it follow along make sure that you're you're you've got your finger on the pulse of this series because it's on the rise and uh give you an opportunity to to reach out and touch arena cross in, in a way that no sport is allowing you to do stuff with the 1b1 the Motovate uh and some of the other things that robbie and his team are having to, to roll out uh man this has been so much fun
1: yeah i appreciate it thank you for having me and uh thanks for the support and what we're doing and uh, I'm so happy that you understand it. And, you know, we'll, we'll definitely connect you with the the media team so that you can continue to push, uh, you know, all the, all the things we're doing and really uh, help build this community.
0: Absolutely. I've caught the fever, man. I got to go to a a doctor's appointment later on to take that taken care of, but he might not have anything for me. Um, Yeah. You have a great rest of your day. Um, I appreciate you coming on so much.
1: Thank you. Appreciate it. Take care.
0: Awesome, dude. Do not hang up just yet, but for podcast sake, we're going to cut it off right there. Well, there you have it, guy. Robbie was a fantastic interview. I can't thank him enough for coming on the show. And I really enjoyed that conversation. The two of us hit it off and uh, I can't say enough good things about Robbie Corey, arena cross and everything they have going on over there. Want to remind you guys to support race tech, Fox racing, Canada, Guts Racing, WSA, Luxon MX, and Phoenix Handlebars. Uh, you can save 10% on Luxon with Big MX at checkout. Big MX Radio, if it's mentioned on email or over the phone with Racetech, is gonna save you some money on those awesome gold valves. And uh, same thing for uh, for WSA. If you contact WSA, you're uh, contacting them or you're communicating with them to build you a set of wheels. You're going to save some money. In fact, I think it's either 10 or 15%, which when you're buying a set of wheels can be as much as like $200 um, by mentioning Big MX Radio when you when you work with uh, John and Kristen Anderson over at W. So save yourself some money. Mention Big MX Radio uh, and tell uh, tell my friends over at WSA that Brad Gephardt sent you. And we're looking forward to having John on the show next week. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have yourself a great rest of your week.